Hey, I'm Amy Chang, and I'm a nationally board-certified health and wellness coach, and this is Healthy AF. Here, we're going to bring to you all things health. You'll hear stories of people who have transformed their health, and in the meantime, transformed their lives. We'll answer those burning questions about the newest health strategies, and we'll tackle some common roadblocks that my clients bring to me all the time. Lastly, we're going to talk to some practitioners who will bring to you different modalities that they're passionate about and how you could benefit from using those. So buckle in. We're going to be inspired, instructed, and have a little fun with Healthy AF. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Healthy AF. I am delighted to do this episode because um, actually I'm taking a new tactic. I ask um, about four or five people, hey, if you were going to listen to a podcast during the holidays, what would you want to hear? And they gave me really great answers. And I thought, okay, well, here it comes then. So here it is, your 10 tips for holiday survival. We're going to do three on exercise, three on nutrition, three on stress, and one just overarching. You know, I think the last time I did this, um, an episode around the holidays, we really talked about it from a, a coaching perspective. And if you are familiar with health coaching or you listen to the podcast frequently, you know that as a coach, I don't go vomit up onto you what you should be doing because really you're the expert on you. So I ask you questions, we do inquiries, we get some clarity over there for you, and then we decide some stuff that actually makes sense to do, go into action and and keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. But every once in a while, it's just nice to have somebody say to you, hey, go do these three things and it's going to make your holiday better. So that's what this podcast is uh, today, and, and I hope it's beneficial for you. And I hope it helps your uh, holidays just feel uh, a little bit more awesome sauce with a little bit, with all of the fun of holidays and uh, just a few of the costs of the holidays. All right, so here we go. Tip number one is on exercise. I had a person ask me, uh, you're good at making up stuff to do at home or when you're traveling or, you know, ways to get your exercise in, what are three things you can do? And I thought, oh, let me tell you. So I'm going to give you three things right now that you can do basically anywhere, anytime to get your exercise in. Here we go. Number one, do laps around your house. Now, that may sound um, really boring, but here's the kicker. Do a walking lunge lap. Do a skipping lap. Do a walking lap. Do a running lap. Do a lateral squat lap. You can do an inchworm lap. There are all kinds of laps you can do around your house. That's the first thing. And you can do it around anyone's house. You can do it around your in-law's house. You can do it around your hotel. That's the first one. Second one is grab a chair. Grab a chair and you can do all kinds of things with a chair. You can squat 
so that your butt is just above the seat of the chair and hover right there for as long as possible. Those are good times. You can squat to the chair, and as soon as your fanny bottom touches the seat of the chair, stand up. If your squat is horrible, you can also just squat to the back of the chair. Uh, I'm so tempted to demo. I'm going to not demo. (laughs) Another thing you can do with a chair is you can do push-ups to a chair. You can either, if you're really skilled at doing push-ups, you can put your feet in the chair and do your hands on the floor and do an inverted push-up. If you're not as skilled at push-ups, you can get on your knees on the floor and put your hands on the seat of the chair and do a push-up. If you need still more help, you can put your hands on the back of the chair and do a plank and do a push-up. If you need a little less help, you can put your feet on the floor, your hands on the seat of the chair, and do a push-up there. Bazillion things you can do with with a chair. You know what else you can do with a chair? You can lift it over your head and you can hold it there. You can either do presses here or you can just hold it. Or can you hold it and take that lap around the house? Can you hold that chair above your head and do the walking lunges lap around your house? See what I'm saying? It's about to get real up in here. Can you hold the back of that chair with one arm overhead? I know so many things to do. Number three, besides going laps around your house and working out with your chair. Oh, by the way, let me throw this one in too. You can also do like bicycle sit-ups on the chair where you sit on the chair and then do your bicycle sit-ups. That one's fun too. Number three would be, uh, let me think of a good one. I was going to give you burpees, but but I'm not going to do that to you. Huh. What would I like to do? Put on some Christmas carols. And every time you hear them say the word Christmas, do a sit-up, a push-up, and a squat. And then the next time you hear them say the word Christmas, do two push-ups, two sit-ups, and two squats. And then the next time you hear them say Christmas, three push-ups, three sit-ups, and three squats. And carry on until you can't go any further. Now, I know that all these sound, um, I don't know, maybe easy or simple or a no-brainer. But these are the kinds of things that you can play with your spouse, with your in-laws, with your kids. It requires no uh, equipment. And basically, everybody can play. It might be that while Nana walks laps, you see if you can run two laps every one lap she walks, or um, that while she's walking her laps, you can do inchworms and walking lunges beside her. Or you can run to the corner of the house and do jumping squats until she gets to you, and then run to the next corner of the house. There's so many ways to do just 10 minutes of exercise wherever you are to keep your wheels on the bus when it comes to your exercise plan throughout the holidays. So there's three on exercise. Then my next question, somebody said, what can you take to a party? That would be a good recipe to take. Oh, 
and I am full of them. Here's what I would suggest. So tip number four is make a protein heavy snack to take to the party. Everybody's going to be bringing cakes and cookies and brownies and starch and starch and starch and starch. But bring a protein. Um, I know that I've got two parties coming up and I am bringing um, crustless little made in mini muffin tin quiches. They're quick. They're easy. They're relatively good, even if they're not super extra hot. So that's what I'm taking. So think about that high protein um, snack that you can bring to a party because it just gives, gives everybody something to chew on instead of just the high sugar rush that's going to be gone. Tip number five. It's a nutrition tip. Bring something that is gluten-free, dairy-free, and sugar-free. Yes, I said it. Gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free. All of these are so super inflammatory. And when the holidays come, we eat them, hand over, I eat them. I'm going to just speak, for, how about that? I'll let y'all off the hook and I'll speak for me. I eat them hand over fist. And it's somewhat nice to walk into a gathering and just have that one thing that isn't so inflammatory and irritating to my guts. Because sometimes I just don't want to have inflammatory, irritating things going into my guts. Even if you can make one of those three, like a gluten-free item, a dairy-free item, and or a sugar-free item. I know for me, there's a special holiday party coming up for me that I love because it's a uh, breakfast and I bring my waffle maker. I've got Aunt Sandy's recipe for waffles. Uh, it's a crowd pleaser and I can make it gluten-free. So I'm going to be making gluten-free waffles. No, they're not sugar-free. They are actually, I think, dairy-free until you throw the melted butter on them. So eh, you got to live a little. All right. Number six is bring an alcohol-free beverage. You never know who is looking at their alcohol intake or who simply doesn't want to enjoy alcohol. And sometimes when the alcohol is flowing and your choices are um, everything alcoholic or water, well, that can be like not festive. So my number six is bring an alcohol-free beverage or serve an alcohol-free beverage at your house. And those are some ways to keep the wheels on the bus. One other um, point about alcohol-free beverages at parties. One thing I see in myself and my clients is that we have really good intentions about going to that party and just having that one piece of cake or just having that one whatever. And then the cocktail goes in or the glass of wine gets finished and all of a sudden it's, well, I guess I could have these other three. I can't pass up the pecan pie or, well, it's just this one or, well, you know, and then that glass of wine is actually making the decisions about all your nutritional intake for that party. So for that reason in itself, monitoring 
um, how often you choose to drink alcohol and then what the effect is on your other dietary choices after that is just a good idea. It may be that that one glass of wine, you're still choosing to abstain from the, you know, four pieces of pie. But after the second one, you're like, bring on the sugars. I don't know what's going to work for you, but I know what works for me is I have very little willpower when it comes to sugar anyway. You throw some liquor in me and I'm more than likely going to say, F it, bring on the ice cream on top of the pie. So that is tip number six. The last three tips, not the last three, but the last set is on stress. And I don't often really think hard about stress in the holidays because on the most part, my holidays are pretty stellar. And this holiday in particular, I'm feeling like, oh, this is going to be good. I feel everybody's kind of getting along. The children have grown up uh, enough. You know, um, I've grown up enough and things are feeling easy and happy and joyful so far. <laughs> Knock on wood this holiday. But I was reminded when I was talking to my peers about, hey, what would you like to hear in a podcast around the holidays? Stress. So here's three uh, tidbits for stress. So tip number, is this seven? This is seven. Tip number seven is, uh, I'm recording this on November 30th. This will drop on December 18th. So when you hear this on December 18th and you're a week before Christmas, start practicing your breathing. Start practicing those good deep breaths. There are so many ways to pull your nervous system out of that sympathetic go, 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 fight, flight, blah, 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 down into that parasympathetic rest, digest. Um, one of my favorite ways to practice my breathing is just to take three good deep breaths into my belly and up through my lungs, through my nose, and then just release it slowly through my mouth and let my whole body relax when I'm in my bed. When I'm getting ready to go to sleep, just to do those three deep breaths. And it helps me feel without all the stimulation of everything else going on, actually feel what the result of those three deep breaths is. Another one I like to use is um, box breathing because with the ADD that happens in my head, right? Uh, the box breathing has me counting and it's something I can hook onto so that the whirling world of thoughts stops so a box breath is uh, typically people use a count of four and it's an inhale for four. Hold your inhale for a count of four, exhale for a count of four and hold your exhale for a count of four. OK, and that would make a little box. OK, so um, you could use a, a box breathing technique. For some people that I work with, it's handy to set an alarm 
on their phone to remind them to breathe. No, I'm not kidding you. Just to do those deep breaths. If you find that you're at the holiday table and you get triggered by Uncle Earl, who constantly talks about his political views that don't match yours and maybe push your buttons, go walk to the pantry, take three breaths, and then check in with your body. Get really present, okay? And that's going to help that nervous system pull down. The eighth suggestion I have for you for reducing your stress around the holidays is to tap into your spirituality. So that may look like praying. It may look like going outside and just maybe even putting your feet in the grass or looking at the sky or the trees or the squirrels who are likely running all over your roof and making you crazy. Tap into your greater purpose. Okay. The, the guts of life live in here. They're not in the details of, you know, the, the goings on, the conversations, the trigger points. It's not there. It's in here. And tapping into that spirituality, whether it's through prayer or um, meditation or just some awareness, some grounding, anything that is. Thinking about loved ones. Thinking about happy memories. Any of those things that sort of get you tapped into like, oh, why am I really here? and What do I really want? And, and what's the bigger picture? will help ease some of that the stress of the holidays. The third stress tip I have for you, number nine, is in the midst of all the, I want to get this present for this person, and I need, my God, I've got three presents for Molly and only two presents for Max. Now I need to get another present for Max. And, you know, the, what am I going to take to this, gathering. I've got to cook the cookies for the uh, church bazaar. I eat it. All of it. All, all of the holidays and the doing of the holidays. Take some time to have fun. It sounds really simple and it sounds sort of like, you know, but I'm going to a party. That should be fun. Well, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just something you're checking off a list. Make time to have fun. And and fun can happen when you are in the master bedroom with your spouse picking out your socks and you just snag a kiss. That's fun. You know, fun can be um, decorating the tree. It can be singing off key to the holiday music while you're hanging the garland. Fun can be meeting up with a friend, maybe going for a walk or having a coffee or playing ping pong or um, I don't know. What else would I do that was fun? Going paddle boarding if, if your weather is good. Schedule some time to do something that's fun. Ah, man, just thinking about it has me feel less stressed already. 
Okay, so that takes us to number 10. And number 10 is what I typically podcast on. And it's what I podcasted on last year and probably will podcast on a bazillion times because it's the overarching. And the overarching is be intentional. Just be intentional. Create your intention for yourself of what you want your holidays to be. Create who you want to be in your holidays. You know, I was talking to a friend today. Um, We've started a ritual of walking on the beach every week. So we meet uh, and we walk for probably 40 minutes, just gabbing as hard and as fast as we can gab. And um, it has been really delightful. And we were talking about how this is self-care. And it's only self-care when we set the intention that our 40 minutes or hour together or whatever it is, is self-care. If we don't set the intention that it's self-care, it's just a walk. You know, and, and a walk is good. But when I'm intentional about this is my time to nourish myself, the nourishing happens. And I find that this does sometimes happen when I talk to clients and they talk about their self-care and they talk about like, oh, yeah, I get my nails done or I get my massage or I get this or, you know, uh, even those things can become the I'm checking it off the list. And when it becomes I'm checking it off the list, it's not self-care. It's obligation. It's habit. It's automaticity. It's, you know, just the wheels of life rolling around. It's wash, rinse, repeat. There's not the nourishment and the self-love that when you set the intention, this is what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and what I'd like to create, whether I create it or not, I don't know. But this is what I want and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. So there you go. 10 straight up tips from a health coach of things you can do three exercises you can do, three tips for those holiday parties, three tips for stress, and the overarching theme of be mindful, man, of who you are and what you're doing so that you can have a truly great holiday season. So that when January rolls around, you don't step on the scale and think, holy shit, I'm 15 pounds up. So that you're not constipated or having diarrhea or indigestion all the time. So that your exercise gains aren't just completely poo-pooed and lost and you're having to start over again. And so that you can really choose how you want to be through the holiday. Thank you for listening. And I hope this has been super helpful. It's not as fun as coaching, actually. Uh, I really love asking the questions and, and hearing people's answers, but I guess occasionally I can just vomit up some ideas on y'all and I, I hope that it's helpful to you. All right. Happy holidays, everybody. Whatever holidays you are celebrating, I hope they are fun-filled. I hope they are um, intentional and they bring you joy. 
If you love this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe so that you can hear all the fun and the joy and the inspiration that happens here at Healthy AF. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy AF Podcast. I hope that it has helped you create a new possibility for your health and sets you into action to go get it. If you want more information or if you want to connect with me, visit my website at myhealthylife.coach. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that each new Healthy AF episode will be sent directly to you. Let's take you from where you are to where you want to go.